Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey guys, it's Kayla. I'm so happy you're able to join us today because we are all still so directionally challenged. We thought we'd have it all figured out by the time we were in our 30s, but surprise, we don't. And that's okay. And today is a very personal episode. We are going to talk about the strike happening with the WGA and SAG-AFTRA. I want you to think of the movies and the TV shows that have shaped who you are that made you laugh through your first breakup that sparked a new idea in you, made you cry, hold your loved ones close, and made you feel less alone. The writers who brought you those stories and characters are currently on strike. And the individuals who brought you and the individuals that brought those characters to life are currently on strike. You know, this strike isn't about fairness because most people in America don't feel like they're treated fairly, but it is about survival. It is about extinction for writers and for actors. This is a two-part series, 
about the WGA strike and the sag after strike against the AMPTP, which is the Alliance of Motion Pictures and Television Producers. What are we fighting for? It's a really good question. And it's a big question that requires big answers. And that is why today we are talking to Danny Tolley and Melissa Montz, both writers and friends of mine who are here to share their stories. Danny Tolley is a first-generation Argentinian-American TV writer, producer, who hails from Queens, New York. He and I have worked together on several projects. He is a wildly talented individual. I wish I could list all of his accolades, but because we are currently on strike, I'm not allowed to do so. And the same goes with Melissa Montz, who you guys know and love, our producer of this podcast, and a wildly talented writer who has created and worked on many things that you know and love. Without further ado, I'm just going to get straight into it. Here is my conversation with the lovely Danny Tolley and the lovely Melissa Montz. Wait, okay, just start right now. Say that, say that. I, I'm a lot coordinator strike captain over at Netflix HQ here in Los Angeles. I was working on a show for Netflix. And so I've been growing a summer solidarity mustache. And the joke that I've been making with all my friends is that as soon as this is all over, the mustache is going to come off. So that my executive friends will be like, no, that wasn't me. I wasn't demanding honks from you. (laughs) It's like old school Hollywood. Just take off the stash and no one will know. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. You guys, this is Danny Tolley that we are talking with. Melissa Mons is also joining us. And these are amazing writers. And we are going to talk about the strike. And before we get into all the details, I just think it's really important that everyone listening understands the true ramifications of this strike. Because as we record this today, I think, is it how many days is it for the writer's strike? For the writers, it's day 134. That we just 134 days. And the actors have been on strike for 61 days. We're coming off of a global pandemic where so many productions were put on hold. I mean, a lot of us went many months, maybe even over a year without pay. Uh, we have collectively so many actors and writer friends who are trying to figure out if they should change careers completely. And these are wildly accomplished individuals and they don't know how they're going to put food on their table. This is real. This is going to change our industry forever. And Danny, I know you are a strike captain, as you said. I don't think there's anyone more qualified to help us understand where we're at and what it's like out there. Can you tell us from your perspective where we are currently with all this? Yeah. So it's funny that we're recording today. Last night, we had one of our many captains meetings with leadership and there wasn't a real update about negotiations, but more so checking in with morale and speaking to the captains and and having us check in with our teams and really trying to hone in on the solidarity that we've been like sort of witnessing every day on the picket lines, but also making space for how frustrating this all is, how grueling it is how people have not been working for even before the strike, as you said, months, even years. People are considering second jobs. They're they're worried about how they're going to put food on the table. And so there's a lot of anxiety. And what I have been comforted by during these times is the fact that not just writers, but actors and crew and directors have all come together and like provided resources and have donated money to all the various funds out there to help people on strike weather the storm. 
And it is really is such a huge storm to weather. That's what Mel and I were discussing before we all hopped on the mic, how even just having these discussions, there's so much emotion behind it, whether it's, you know, a deep sadness or a frustration or anger. And it's just really hard sometimes to even have these discussions on air because it feels so personal. Mel, what are some of the personal stories that you feel like you've experienced that you are experiencing that people you know and love are experiencing? Yeah, I have several friends, both writers and actors that are out of work, but there's also like a trickle down where because we're striking, then also crew members are out of work. And like Danny said, like people are struggling to put food on the table. And like personally, there are also things that have directly impacted me because of other people that I work with. And so it's just been, it's been very difficult. It's been very difficult these past few months. And I'm just shocked and outraged that the people on top are not even being flexible, not even coming to the table. And it's uh, because of at the end of the day, it's because of greed. And I just find it sickening. Yeah, essentially, for those listening that ha- aren't as familiar with everything as we are, they have basically admitted that they're just going to try and wait till everyone runs out of money. Correct? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there were some really nasty things at, at the beginning of this strike that were said. You know, anonymous sources were like, we're going to wait it out. People are going to lose their homes. It's just the the evil necessity of a movement like this. And it's just heartbreaking because these are collaborative partners. Like, you know, we've worked on shows together and, and executives have come to set and they are valuable partners in the creation of TV shows and movies that like we all love and that we grew up in like you know, kept us alive during the pandemic. Like we were all holed up for 18 months at home and it was it was streaming that, you know, made us not go crazy. And so it's it's incredibly disheartening to feel like these are the people that we were in business with and and this is what they think of us. It's like, how do we move forward past this? It's 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 there's so much repair of that relationship that needs to happen after this. Right. And so getting into a little bit more of the details, what is it that the WGA is striking for? Because I think when people realize what is being asked, it's it I mean you're just asking for it's really just asking them to be fair, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you know, it's funny. I'm just geeking out about a. I love the podcast, and b. I love you. But we've known each other for so many years, and 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 I grew up in this business ten years ago on the Vampire Diaries. Like that's where I learned how to be a writer, how to be a producer. I got all this incredible necessary experience. But around that time, also is when the streamers were coming in, and what felt like an amazing opportunity for more more employment and more creative like opportunities we quickly realized that they were playing with this new financial economic model that was designed to suppress our our quotes, suppress our wages. They really came in and they like broke the entertainment industry that was really profitable for everyone who participated in these tech bros, just like they did with Amazon, just like they did with Uber, just like they did, you know, <laughs> with SpaceX. Like they came in, they destroyed our business and and they're they they're forcing the workers to make sacrifices and they're treating us with disrespect. They don't see us as valuable components to the the process. And that's why we're all on fight for fair wages and, and for dignity and respect. 
as writers, do you guys both prefer, you obviously prefer the large rooms, right? I think one of the things that I've heard people, and correct me if I'm wrong, because this isn't necessarily my specialty, but they, the, one of the things I've heard is people at the top prefer smaller rooms because then they don't have to pay as many people, right, to create and write. And then that provides far less jobs for anyone else. And Mel, I think you have a really good story that you were telling me about. Yeah, I have a few stories. So I am pre-WGA. So I'm not I'm not WGA, but I have been in writers' rooms and I naively did not know that the work that I was doing should have been set me up to be in the WGA. And there were times where I was in these mini rooms, which I was there as a, they would either call me a creative producer or a consultant. And I was there breaking stories and help writing outlines. And um, now that I know (laughs) what I was being taken advantage of. Which is a which is a crazy. I mean, there's so many levels to this, right? It's such a good example of like so many different levels. Hey guys, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back in just a minute. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. And 
we're back. I think it's important to understand who we're striking against, right? Because when we say strike, people are like, okay, but who are you actually striking against? And for those who don't know, it's the AMPTP. Yes, it's kind of a mouthful, but it stands for the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers. And I think there is, is there a petition going around trying to change the name because they aren't technically producers, they're more studios, right? And is that correct? They're both nodding their heads. You guys can't see the video, but they're both nodding. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and so these are the guys who make all the decisions, but a lot of these decisions now are influenced by Wall Street, right? And just, they all, it's all about greed and it's not necessarily about the creativity and making the, what is best for the movie? What is best for the story? What is best for the, the TV series? And it's not about taking care of the artists and putting the movies first anymore like it used to be, or at least at one point it felt like that. What is the most important thing Danny, for you about this strike? For me, the most important thing about this strike is that we're on the fight for members like Mel. Like, this is a fight for the future of all writers, of all actors, of all performers, of anyone who ever wants to work in Hollywood. You know, and and, and I think this is not just a fight in Hollywood, but around the country. Like, AI is is here. It's not just coming. It is here, and it is designed to take our jobs And the writers and the actors are at the forefront of that fight for every single industry. And how brave of us to do that, to to strike now, because we are striking now so that we never have to strike again, so that people that we don't even know, people that may not even be here yet, won't have to strike. We will have done it for them. And it's at a big cost. And it's at a cost that we may not even know yet. And is there any hope insight because sometimes having these conversations, it just feels wildly frustrating and wildly emotional because there is no end in sight. They're not willing to come to the table. People have been out of work for almost half of the year. Do we know, is there any kind of rumbling of when this may end? There's not. I mean, it's funny, the conversations that I have with people on the line, and that's where we get to really spew all of our anxiety and frustration the conversations end up pivoting to not when a deal is going to happen, but more so our own personal stories. Like I talk about why I go on strike, why I feel like it's so important to send writers to set because I got that experience when I first started in this business. And and that's why I'm out there every single day. I talk a lot about how uh, I'm gay. I've been married for eight years. And the very first thing that my husband and I, we talked about on our first date was the desire to start a family. And this was going to be the year that we were going to actively start doing that. And our the strike completely derailed those plans. And despite all the face products, <laughs> I'm no spring chicken. <laughs> you do you look know. wildly good right now. <laughs> Thank you. It's all the moisture. <laughs> Your skin is glowing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but but I, I think that being really vulnerable and sharing in that pain that everyone is feeling has really built up solidarity and a sense of community. And like, I've made these friendships with people that are both my equals, but also like my mentors. And I just never imagined to be striking up a conversation with like the showrunner of Ginny and Georgia, which was one of my favorite shows. And so the fact that we're all in this together, it you really feel that. Wow. I mean, that's so nice to hear that that solidarity is still here so many days in, because I think, you know, the first few weeks, everyone can be into it maybe. But then the fact that everyone is still here for each other every single day. What is being a strike 
Captain mean? And what does it consist of? And I'm assuming you're, this is volunteer work or do you get paid for this? Because it seems like a wildly amount. It's like it, it's an insane amount of work. So many people have asked me, how much are you getting paid? And I'm like, oh, donuts and pizza every day. That That's the payment. I volunteered to be a captain when I first joined the guild. And I that was back in 2014. And, and it was in non-strike times. And that's really, you're just kind of like a conduit for information with your sort of your friends who become your teammates and 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 leadership. But in these strike times, I'll never forget, I was at a at a bachelorette party in Chicago and I was trying something really cute on in the dressing room and I got a call from my field rep saying, hey, do you want to be a strike captain at Netflix? And I said, well, A, no, because I'm working for them, but tell me more. And she said, listen, it's, you know, it, don't worry about it. All it is is you're going to hit the picket line every day and you're going to get a walkie-talkie and it's going to be awesome. It's going to be fine. And I said, okay, cool. And then the first day of the strike happened and I was completely not prepared for what it actually entailed. Like we're both crisis managers, but also safety patrol, but also like building morale, but also organizing things. And and it's a lot, it's a lot of work. And there have been times where I've had to sort of take a step back and be like, whoa, what am I, why did I get into this? And it, and it's to be a storyteller and it's to be a writer. And so, because I can't do those things right now, then, then yeah, I will, I will go and arrange for food trucks and feed a hundred people on the line. I have so much respect and admiration for all strike captains. Every time I go and pick it, I just, it, I feel so much like the atmosphere that the strike captains create makes it just like, even though these are somber times, it's still the creation of these wonderful, positive atmospheres just makes, I think, every day, like, makes us a little bit stronger. So thank you so much for all the work that you do. Oh, thanks, Matt. <laughs> I'm going to start crying. That's amazing. Yeah, don't I'm make so me cry. Beautiful. The moisturizer is going to start running. <laughs> no, but it's really true. I mean, I think in, in life, when you go through these really tough times, it really is all about the community. And without your community, you're nothing, right? And so it's just incredible to have that and to have that solidarity for so long. And, you know, Danny, you had mentioned, you know, fighting for writers on set. And I think as an actor, that's something I can really relate to. And I remember doing an episode that you wrote and you being on set and feeling that sense of community. And I, I, so now what they're fighting for is to not have the writers on set at all. Correct. They don't they're like they don't need to be on set. The actors and the director. Can, there's it's they're taking away the community and the creativity and all the the just sense of wonder we can all build together. Right. And so I think, sorry, excuse me, because I've, I have a lot of feelings around this and I knew it would come up during this episode, but I, I think that we are all very brave and I anyone listening who is going through this, who is struggling, who is every day on the picket lines, who's trying to figure out how they can provide health care for their family because they haven't met their health criteria because or, what is it exactly that the writers have to make per year to meet their health insurance? Oh, gosh. I, I don't have the specific numbers. Is it the same as the actors? Do we know? We Ours is $26,000, which is nothing. And ours only, is more than that. Yours is. Okay. Yeah. It's $26,000 for the actors and only 2% meet that criteria. And and this is one of those times where probably 0% will meet that criteria. And it may be the same with the writers, too, because it's one of those things that 
I'll pause Mel because I can see you and I know you're looking it up. I really appreciate it. <laughs> you're the best. Well, you know, and it, uh, speaking on on the health insurance of it all, you know, I, I went to New York to visit family and I hit one of the picket lines and I ran into some friends who are out there and we had a conversation and they are SAG after members and we had a conversation about the SAG after insurance. And, and though our plans are similar and sort of you have to make earnings to qualify, it's, it's, it's a different structure. And hearing her story, hearing the obstacles of actors getting that insurance, I was just blown. I was like, there's no, only less than 1% of people working. And, and this was a series regular on a CBS procedural. She was making 22 episodes, and then there was a certain point where she could not qualify for insurance anymore. Hey, guys, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back in just a minute. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. And we're back. Mel has the minimums. Yes, for um, WGA, it's $41,773. And that was as of July of 2022. Okay. And so what happens... If you, Danny, you talked about, you know, you guys wanting to have a family and this was going to be the year. And I think of someone, anyone who's decided that too and might find themselves with child, then what happens when you lose your health insurance? You have to pay out of pocket to have a baby? Like that's bananas to me. And obviously you can, you know, get private insurance and whatever, but this is not okay. This is not okay. This should not go on this long. People should not be trying to find food, trying to find health care. These are basic necessities that these individuals need. And they're how many of us are going through this? I mean, I think the SAG after is 160,000 people. How Writers Guild is, I'm sure. That, if not more, where the the Writers Guild are eleven thousand members, and and a, a good portion of us qualify for insurance if we're regularly working. But that being said, and and part of many of the issues of this strike for us is is that 
this, the, the structure that these streamers put in place were designed to suppress us from actively working all the time. We're, we're designed to keep us from achieving that insurance goal. And so, you know, one thing that I, I, I just found out, if, if I could plug both the Entertainment Community Fund, which is an incredible resource that's available to any industry worker, writer, actor, crew, EC, entertainmentcommunity.org, they have funds available the resources, not just financial resources, but mental health and support groups. Like it's a fantastic fund out there for anyone affected. The other thing I just learned about is that in the state of California, as of July, any person who is on strike qualifies for no cost covered California, which may not be a big thing in terms of comparing it to our private insurance plans, but it's something. And and when I found out that, like a little ray of light came into all of this darkness that's been around. Uh, yeah, uh, faith in humanity has been restored just a little bit more because I mean, I kind of to be honest, these past few months it's it's I think we've all been in a little bit of a dark place. It's hard to find that faith in humanity when people are just waiting for you to fail. So that thank you for those resources. That's incredible. And I hope anyone listening please look those up. We'll have them in the show notes as well. You can click right on it. Readily available for you. I've also told Friends, creative friends, don't forget why we did this, why we moved out to Los Angeles, why we worked so hard and like bus tables <laughs> to get that first job. I, I I had a really bad week last week, like verge of tears in front of people I didn't know. And it was really embarrassing. And then I got together with four friends that are part of my little writers group. And I said to them, I had an awful day today. I don't want notes on this, this idea that I'm working on. They said, okay. And so they let me vent. I cried it out in front of them. And then they said, but can we give you notes? Because your idea is really good and it's almost there. And that completely revigorated me. Like, I was just like, yes, like, this is why I'm here. This is why I'm doing this. Is why I put so much on the line to break in the business. And so don't forget that we're artists, that we're vulnerable. Like, you know, there will be an end to this and we will go back to work. Oh. Yeah, I can, I can, I've felt so like unmotivated for the last couple of weeks. And so I forced myself to join a writer's group and it started this week. And every morning I've been waking up at six and I am not a morning person as Kayla knows. Yes, that's, um, that's <laughs> <laughs> So from seven to nine, I write every day. And even though today's Tuesday, it started yesterday and I feel just so much better just being with other people that, you know, we're all in this together, but like I've been happy writing and I haven't felt that in a minute. That's amazing. I'm so happy to hear that, you guys. And that's, I think, me this week, even just doing these episodes. It's been wildly difficult and very emotional. What do you think people listening can do to help and maybe not end the strike, but just help aid in any way possible? I think if you're in a position to donate, like I said, the Entertainment Community Fund is an incredible resource for so many people out on strike and and not just those that are like we've got crew members who aren't on strike but are affected by the AMPTP strike. But the other thing is just talking about, you know, going on Twitter, going on social media, like showing support for actors and writers like they all know who we are. <laughs> they love tweeting at us. So like tweet, tweet a little bit of support because the, the CEOs are definitely looking at that. One, one of the biggest things that really worries me about AI is that these 
tech streamers, they're so invested in data and the algorithm in, in making their creative decisions that, you know, they won't pick up a show and, and put it on its feet and do production simultaneously because they, they just don't want to make that investment, right? And, and they won't green light shows or buy shows because it might not fit into what the algorithm is saying is financially profitable for them. And so what I'm really worried about is that there's going to be some executive who's going to ask AI, chat, GBT, give me a million dollar idea. And the robots, bloopity bloop, <laughs> say, Here, here's an idea. And then the executives will hire me to just basically like rewrite. Like I, I'll become a gig worker. Yeah. Yeah. To kind of fix what the robot did and... It's it's wild. I, it makes it makes me again everything just makes me angry. But it just makes me so mad because I feel like it's probably it has been done and we just don't know the extent of it yet. Someone told me, really, someone contextualized for me. Uh, it was Justine Bateman because Justine Bateman, who if you don't follow her on Twitter, she's like shouting from the rooftops and has been shouting from the rooftops about how dangerous AI is for Hollywood. And she explained to me that imagine you're at home. You know, it's Friday night, you've seen everything, you don't want to go to the movies, but you ask AI, oh, I want to see a rom-com and I want to put Hugh Jackman and Meryl Streep in it. Mm -hmm. Like that's the future of AI, that they'll Mm -hmm. completely take out physical actors and just use their resemblance and then create the the, the AI will create a movie, a rom-com out of nowhere with no writers, with no directors. That's terrifying. That's terrifying yeah. for everyone who works in Hollywood. It makes us all obsolete. Yeah. I had a friend that was offered, I believe, $4,000 to just have their body scanned to be used in something. Is your friend in entertainment? Yes, they are. Yes, they are. They And so they're going to use their body like forever. And they were like, absolutely not. And he said, but what about that person that like needs the money? And they're going to do it. And now their likelihood has been taken forever. I have a friend who was on set who will remain nameless working on a big project. And they said to her quickly, hey, we're just going to bring you into this room real fast to scan your body. Just really quick. Everyone's doing it. It's a thing. And at first, her response was, yeah, oh, OK, yeah, this is what I, this is what you need for the production. Sure, no problem. OK. And, and then she stopped for a minute and said, well, wait, let me check with my team. Let me make sure this is something. And they're like, no, no, it's just for stunts. We're just going to put, you know, Mm -hmm. your head on someone else's just for the stunt part. And and they absolutely tried to do this to her without her consent, without her knowing. It's it's terrifying. These are people she was employed by. And I can't even imagine. I could see myself in that situation absolutely agreeing, just trying to be like a team player. Mm -hmm. And unbeknownst to me, them taking all those rights away. That's what we're fighting for. I had a friend that was working on a set as a crew member and they did that to them. They can do that? I guess like they said oh, wow. it was okay because they didn't know. They didn't know. Yeah. Wow. And and these stories are for anyone who's not in the industry or really doesn't understand what the point of an actor or writer's union is all about. The, these stories are are why we fight because when you're on a production alone being led into a room and someone saying, it's just going to take five minutes. Like, don't hold up set. Don't waste millions of dollars. You'll agree to anything. And so to have the power of your union, other actors up on your side and other writers say, 
absolutely not. There's something wrong with what you're doing. That is why we're on strike for those protections so that there isn't just a a, a first time Kayla walking into a room like that. Yeah. Uh, Everyone's always terrified that they're going to lose their job. They're just doing everything they can to not lose their job because getting a job is so wildly difficult. So there are so many situations where you, you're right, don't want to hold upset. You just want to do what they need. And, and we can all fall victim to that and so many different things. So you're right. Our unions are so important and that is what we are fighting for. Oh, I'm so excited to release this episode, you guys. (laughs) This is so great. Danny, you are fantastic. Thank you. It's lots of media training. (laughs) Thank you so much. You can tell you like, I mean, I'm so, so grateful. You are polished. You are personable. You are everything that I needed for this episode. Thank you. That's such a- Thank you for having me. Awesome. And also for anyone that just happens to drive by a strike, go ahead. Stop. Pull over your car. Join us. Grab a sign. Anyone's welcome. You don't have to be on strike to join us. I just am so grateful. Danny, for you coming today and Mel, for you joining us, because it's nice to feel inspired and it's nice to have this episode to discuss it and then to also know that we're not alone in this. And you guys are so such wonderful individuals. And Danny, thank you for all your work that you're doing. I'm so grateful. Is there anything else that we should know or could do or any last little tidbit you want to add to anyone listening? I think... uh... I'll just I'll just say it again that there will be an end to all of this and we'll all go back to work and so don't don't forget why we're doing this and and it is for to to correct the systemic wrongs that are plaguing our industry but it's really for the next generation and to make sure that writers and actors have a business that they can they can pursue I'm really happy that you were able to join us thank you Danny thanks Mel thank you you guys are going to have to excuse how emotional we get sometimes when we talk about this because it is our livelihoods that we're talking about and not just ours, but our families and our friends. And being able to do an episode like this is such a privilege. And I'm grateful and honored to have been able to talk to Danny and Melissa about something that means so much to us. If you are someone that is currently struggling with making ends meet or mentally just coming to terms with what's happening and you are striking alongside us, please make sure you go to the show notes, click on some of those links we've provided. And if you're someone that is listening and commiserating with us. We greatly appreciate you. I hope you guys enjoyed how informative this episode was as much as we did. We have another great episode coming for you next week. There'll be a second part to this episode. Next week, we're going to get into details with the SAG after strike. So make sure you stay tuned. Until then, take care. Directionally Challenged is a production of Pineapple Productions, hosted by me, Kayla Yule. Produced by Melissa DeMonts and Diamond Imprint Productions. Editing by Diane Kang. Post-production sound by Coco Lawrence. And production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. <laughs>